Hi, welcome to another episode of Sports Doc Sports. I am very excited today because I've been chasing this guy down for a podcast for, I guess, since I initially started him. We talk on the phone, and I'd, I'd say, Jason, you got I gotta get you in a podcast. Come on. So he'd always said yes, and then today, fortunately, I corralled him enough that we're gonna have some time, and then we're gonna listen to. Uh, Jason, tell us a little bit. And uh, today we're going to talk about pushing genetic limits. And he came up with the uh, the title. And I think really, if anyone could actually personify pushing genetic limits, it would be this guy right here. So with no further ado, and to my excitement, Jason, tell me about yourself. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm Jason. Uh, grew up uh, as an athlete, did all the sports growing up and just wired uh, uh, pushing the limits and that's kind of how it started I started working out when I was in fifth grade with a little 20 pound dumbbell doing a two-hour workout after school and and I always wanted to it always wanted to push that envelope as far as I could and that was my my goal is to see how far I could take my body yes which you've done uh, and uh, you know I've actually got to witness this several times uh, here's a guy who's done basically weightlifting majority of his younger career working out right and then also um what tell us about what cardio you did back then uh during bodybuilding days and powerlifting uh zero <laughs> so i was training for my bodybuilding competition i think i'd do max would be about a 30 minute session and i was still able to lose uh, 65 pounds and get on stage and felt amazing i always say when you can train your metabolism to work for you instead of against you uh your body's amazing it can do amazing things that's exactly right and so in 2014, we talked a little bit, so you actually injured your elbow, correct? Tell us how you did that. <laughs> I was uh, on vacation in Costa Rica, and I was just kind of warming up on a, on a bench press, flat bench press by myself, and uh, I had 205 pounds on, and I was just pushing up, and I heard a loud snap, and luckily, uh, I don't know how I got it back racked, but what ended up happening is I popped out my ulnar nerve out of the groove, so we had a little little surgery opportunity after that. Right, it's kind of what the Tommy John surgery is, it's a little bit of a, they had to kind of do an ulnar nerve transposition and moved it forward yeah. and that's you don't hear about it happening that way that's for sure but uh so at that point you went from pretty much doing your weightlifting, bodybuilding and then you made a, a quick transition tell us what you decided upon at that time yeah, I mean, it was interesting transition. It was kind of not the easiest transition because I was so wired. It was my whole life. And then I knew that I wasn't going to be able to work out like I normally would, and meaning I would just push the you know envelope all the time. So uh, my wife and I were actually uh, uh, training on stage at a, a bigger event. 18,000 people were in the audience. And and I've never been an endurance guy. My friend would always say, hey, you got to do this uh, race, this Leadville race. And I've never been on a mountain bike. But uh, on stage in front of everybody, I committed to doing uh, the Leadville 100 uh, mountain bike race. Introduction, here comes Jason. So he walks into the local bike shop and says, I need a bike to ride the Leadville 100. And so we'd already done this. And my friend uh, Robin, who's been on, who'll be on podcast and also was in someone in the past, but said, started giggling, said, Okay, so let me just put this in perspective for you people listening. So uh, here's a guy who's, who's certainly muscular, probably weighed at that time how much? Probably 205 pounds. Right, of pure muscle, and he's going to ride the Leadville 100. So this is a, as everyone knows, it's a challenging race, lots of climbing, and the, the I don't want to say heavier, but the bigger you are, the more challenging it becomes. So he buys a, a mountain bike uh, from the bike shop, and he starts riding with us. And I remember in my mind thinking, this guy's a beast. And then 
you know, at first it was difficult, but it took him no time whatsoever to transition to where he, I was trying to hang on to his wheel. <laughs> well, I, and no, I, I'm, I'm hanging on your wheel, but I think it was single point focus. I mean, it, a couple things factored into that. I mean, I walk into the bike shop and I think the previous year in Florida, of all places, very flat by the water, uh, not thinking any mountains around and seven people had done the race the prior year and they just took me in like uh, one of their own. And I remember uh, Robin's uh, advice, stay on the wheel. And that was all I thought about. So single point focus on that wheel. If I lost the wheel i knew i wasn't getting back to the truck <laughs> yeah, and he, he did not lose a wheel i mean and he just watched him just transform really it was like watching a butterfly you know and, and just become this perfect uh cyclist really i mean he was could handle the bike not only that but he had the power to climb and uh granted we don't have a lot of hills in florida but what we did have and what we do have and practiced on he was able to keep up with the the guys who were veterans so to speak so you're training for Leadville, so riding and nutrition. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, my background too is uh, I've been a certified trainer for gosh over 30 years now. Um, always been a passion of mine, and I do work with athletes and and people that want to gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight, or get ready for. Uh, competition nutritionally so that was always a fascinating piece of it because I always treat my body uh, like a science experiment so I'd never endurance trained so I didn't know how to fuel my body for that long so that was just the learning process so a I could make it through b I could recover and I could be fresh for the next ride and it was just a whole different mind shift but I think my mind I was so refreshed as well because I just love training I love pushing the envelope that it was just a new envelope to push and I'm like well what if I did this so it was like I felt like I was in the uh, the uh, science room uh, tinkering with things so that was the process it was great so tangentially I want to say because when he joined us and he had this this knowledge uh, he would ask us like okay what are you guys eating what are you guys drinking and so he did a little nutritional breakdown for me and I um, was basically undernourished. I mean, it was uh, my proteins I was taking. It was minimal. I was a vegetarian at the time, yeah. and uh, I could not keep up with my proteins. So he introduced me to Herbalife, and I got on that, and I've been on it ever since. I had a little break. I was telling him today, as a matter of fact, I took a little break um, just uh, this earlier this year, and uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, and I could feel it when I finally got back on a couple months later. I was like, wow, that's not happening again. Mm -hmm. So. Jason took me to a new level of my own conditioning with the, the nutrition aspect. So thank you as well. So, so I watched him compete. Let's talk about your first race, right? The Leadville, real quick. We'll just how'd that go for you? Uh, I felt amazing coming in because I went in there two weeks prior. To, I went early up to Leadville so I could acclimate. And I mean, I was the best shape of my life. And uh, I was training for it. And five days prior to the race, uh, I was did a training ride and I fell, uh, punctured my thigh with a rock, and then uh, ripped open my elbow a little bit. Needed stitches, so I wasn't able to walk uh, five days prior to the race. So that was my introduction to Leadville. Right, and I will say that. So I fly out there. And and uh, as soon as I get there, he's like, hey, uh, Steve, you got to take a look at my elbow. And so I was like, oh, okay. Giant hematoma and almost like a seroma had developed on his elbow. So uh, twice at least, I think, before the race, I had aspirated his elbow just to get the fluid out just so he could have more motion of his elbow. And uh, it worked, though. So what was your time? Remember? Uh, I believe it was 10 hours, 43 minutes. Yeah, so anybody who knows uh, your first uh, Leadville doing and his size, his strength, his build, the 10-hour, 43-minute is amazing. So kudos to you. And it just again, it's just a 
a testament to who he is and what he's about. So let's go on. So did it. So now you're a mountain biker. Yeah. Uh, in a, in then then what's next? And in part of the training, we did road training. So we did the it's called the Cross Florida Race. That's 170 miles uh, in one stretch. And I remember getting on this. And I'm like, well, how did I get myself into this craziness? I remember looking down at my speedometer. We took off, and you feel so good. You're in a pack, and you're you're holding 30 miles an hour. I was just laughing to myself because I'm like half an inch from the next tire, going 30 miles an hour. But just the mindset shift. And I always say, what is your process? Like, yeah, have a goal, and then I'll go, how do you break that goal down so there's a process to duplicate it? So uh, that was the next big one's uh, race that we did. Yeah, so and that I remember that one was fun. And it's it's funny because while you said that, yeah, I remember that beginning, and then I also remember that towards the end of that race, which is a totally different day, it you're feels not like. You're 30 miles an No, hour. you're not. It's, it's like a different week. But, um, you, you know, it's basically the same. It's a one-day ride, but uh, towards the end of that, and it's hot. It's, it's central Florida in the yeah. – in the spring, we throw ice packs on our neck. Yeah, it was stop, so yeah. overheated. But anyway, uh, it was uh, it was a great race, and he handled it again like this bodybuilding solid guy who he is, no fat on him, and he just got through it with no problem. So we're gonna let's get back to what we we're talking about. So this whole j- pushing the genetic limit. So l- you enjoy tackling these goals, right? So tell us a little bit about your mindset for this. Yeah, I think uh, with a lot of things, not only sports, but uh, business or life in general, mindset is such a big piece of it. And uh, he's been a huge piece of, of my life um, from a little kid to now. And really mindset, it's like you just lock it in. What is the goal? Lock it in. What's the process and uh, of tackling that and tackling successfully? And uh, you, you get so wired that you have your marks. Like even that first Leadville, I, my mark was to do under nine hours. I, I took a fall and I got 1043. So I didn't hit my mark, but still developed that process. And and then not only that, but, uh, you know, the goal, have a goal. What's the plan? How does nutrition fit in? Um, and then, um keep going like uh you know along the way you have that plan and it's going to get interrupted like my i never anticipated a fall in a training ride and, and my plan was interrupted so how do you adapt to that and just lock it in and yeah i, I couldn't walk that was five days prior and i just knew that if just get me on the bike i remember asking the doctor in the emergency room can i ride that's all i wanted to know can i ride this race when she's <laughs> looking at me and it was a it was a woman doctor and she laughed and she goes you training for the race the leadville race i said yeah yeah, well, I'm not going to tell you no. So, but I knew that if I could just start spinning uh, within an hour, I'd be numb. My leg would be numb, and there we go. We'd just go. So, I think that's the big thing. Your plan's going to have uh, hiccups, and you're going to have roadblocks. How do you overcome and adapt to that, and still accomplish your your mission? Yeah. So I remember that, and I remember going down um, uh, power line, yeah. and you passed me going down power line. And I said, okay, I guess he's feeling pretty good. <laughs> I do. You came up on the side. You banked around me. I was like, "Woohoo, go!" It was amazing. So, let, let's talk about your personal life, right? So, you the nutrition, the goals, right? So, and how do you push that into your business? Yeah, and you know, and I always when I'm especially when I'm mentoring somebody, myself included, I, I'm speaking about myself. Is that how do you take that, those concepts that I love in sport and in in accomplishing something and tackle business or tackle life? And it's really the same process. And and uh, I had, in fact, I had this one guy that I was working with, and he he was a professional basketball player in in uh, Europe, and I was working with him, and he he couldn't. 
He was he he was MVP of the league, but yet he was struggling in his in in his business. And I'm like, I was trying to take how did he become so great in what he did and apply that to business? Because I believe you can. It's the same process. Whatever your personal process is of success, you I believe I believe that you can apply that to anything you do, whether it's sports, athletic, athletics, or or business. And I really strive to do that. And you know, my wife and I have been in business for over 19 years for ourselves, and and we do that um, as well. And you know, we've been successful in what we've done. It hasn't been easy. There's been uh, 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 plans that you know we set the plan set the target and don't hit it but then we we adapt and and create uh, new plans based on Do you that have information short goals along the way to your big goal for sure I mean you have my wife and I, we meet weekly. We, we, what we do is we, we set our goals, our personal goals, our business goals, all of that every year. Uh, I do my my side of it and my wife will do her side. Then we'll meet together as a couple and then we'll lay it out for the year so we're aligned. And then we, we look at that uh, quarterly to see what are we target are we hitting our short-term goals and are, are we on pace to hit our long-term goals so yeah we're we're hitting those short-term and then all in alignment for for our overall goals for the year and then what we do is we do the yearly goals and then we look out three five ten we have those goals as well so we, we we're, we're tar- we're looking at the whole big picture but we're focused on uh, one step at a time as well that's classic I mean that's perfect I, I want to bring it back so I remember you were with another professional one time was a baseball player yeah. and um i'd gone there to, to, to see him and i remember and i took this away from that is when i was there and i i did a quick eval on him for something and then but i noticed uh, there was a board in the, in your training area in the garage there and, um uh, you had basically all your goals his goals written down like and it wasn't just like okay let's do this workout but it was like his his emotional goals slash his business goals right and that was it really took him to a new level yeah and you know that's that's what i believe in i believe especially when i'm working with somebody it's yeah well we'll get you in the best shape of your life there's not a doubt but it's more emotional how do i tie the emotional side into that and for this individual it was just a blast because what his his goal was to be available for his games 162 days of uh, his 162 games of the year he wanted to be available so then that was our target and then i worked I worked that uh, mentally into him as we as we uh, worked together and um, got him in the best shape of his life. He had a fantastic year and uh, built a great relationship. And but it really is physical. How do you tie the mental that drives it? And like if I was training somebody and they they're let's say they want me to spot them on a squat and they think I think I'm going to do six. Well, you're not going to do six. I just let's stop that conversation. What are you going to do? And I always say to people, I if I'm working with you, you'll be able to do 25 to 50 pounds more than your max because I can tie tap into that mental side of it and take it to the next level. Yeah, which is really it's all about what yeah. we do, right? I mean, yeah. it's perfect. The same thing with medicine, right? Yeah. It's everything we do. It's so it's the goals of life, right? So, and and uh, so, when I first walked in, he he he's always challenging me every time Jason and I talk. And so, and I have to say, I'm going to say his last name because he, I asked him before. His last name is Wick, W I C K. So he's an assassin, just like Jonathan Wick, the fictitious, the fictional character. Now it's called Jason. The, he's our assassin. John, actually. Oh, so you do? Okay, so he runs in a family. They have uh, these assassins in 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 uh, the sporting world, but. Um, so he, I walk in and we're talking and he says, have you ever heard of the Pan American ride, which is a bike ride from Alaska on the Panamanian highway all the way down to Argentina, Argentina 13,000 miles. And I was like, no, 
<laughs> I got a little quiver in my stomach. I got nervous thinking, oh, am I going to have to do this? So I'm certainly going to look at it, but I I'm not making any promises yet. You're 50% in. <laughs> yeah, I'm 50% in. That's exactly right. So, because I just thought of it. So, I'm at least 50% in. So, um, anyway, let's go back to now. You're, what's your big goal now? Or you're, let's in, back into the, the um, competition world. What's your, in the sporting, you have a goal ahead of you? Uh, yeah, with you. <laughs> Uh, I have a few few bucket list items. I, I think everything has its season, and some seasons, uh, like right now, I, I'm kind of on the sidelines. I always say I'm on the sidelines, but I'm keeping the car in the garage ready to go at a moment's notice. But uh, I'd love to climb uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. I'd love to do the Pan American ride yeah. uh, when the time is right and it fits uh, family goals. <laughs> when we talked one. about the was it the five seventy? Is that five oh? I would love to do the five oh eight as well. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Th those are three bucket list items that I will do at some point. Yeah, I'm in on the 508 yeah. with you for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, We could do that for the training yes. for the Pan American. Exactly. So, okay, well, I, you know, Jason, I really appreciate your time. I know it's important uh, that, uh, you know, you, you, what you do, and I really appreciate everything you, you've shared. I think what I take away from this is definitely pushing the genetic limits, but also the mindset that you have, right? I mean, it's something that a lot of people don't don't comprehend and that, that your background your training your nutrition i mean let me just say so and b before we end this i want i just want to let give our listeners just a quick breakdown of your nutrition if you can if that's possible <laughs> uh you know everybody's different I, I definitely do nutrient timing and then uh, once i know you know basically how much lean body mass your body has i can i can put together a program and based on your body because everybody's different every activity is different but the concepts are you know eat balanced throughout the uh, the day so that your body can have the good nutrients and recover i would say we can give your body and the what it needs and let the body do what it needs to do so you can recover faster and be on training wide open faster so that's how you would improve so it's a balance throughout uh good proteins good fats good carbs um and throughout the day every two to three hours if i'm training a, myself that's what i'm on two to three hours i'm putting some fuel in and then at the end of the day it's balanced out um it depends on my goal it, obviously if i'm bodybuilding it's a bigger protein number so we will change that up based on what the activity level is do you uh, use any vitamins or supplements uh, yeah, full. Uh, <laughs> we do do uh, for 19 years. I mean, I grew up in a in a gym, you know, around a gym. So yeah, we definitely uh, have uh, vitamins and supplements, and uh, that's always part of you know, the body and a part of my regimen. Absolutely. So um, I had done a podcast on vitamin C. That was just one, and yeah. the, but my plan is to roll out individual ones, and then maybe at one time bring out like a you know, some, uh, cocktails, so to speak. Ooh, right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's in the future, in near future, hopefully. So again, Jason, thank you for your time. Anything you want to add before we, uh, end this? I just have fun, have fun with it. I mean, you know, that's the big thing is have fun. I always say be open to anything attached to nothing. Uh, that's the, just have fun with it. I agree. It's exactly right. No matter what race you're doing, no matter what goals you have, it has to be fun along the way. It really does. I have people tell me, oh, you could have done better. I'm like, you know what? Maybe so, maybe not. Right. But I can tell you one thing. I had fun, <laughs> right? And I don't want to sacrifice the fun. It's just, that's to me, is, yeah. that's what makes, that's part of the goal as well. For sure. So I appreciate it. Jason, thank you so much. You are the assassin. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just a great guy. And I love you. You're a great man. And I appreciate everything you do. So I thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone, as a sign-off, be healthy, stay sweet, and keep going forward.